This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the award-winning podcast to Hull and Back, sponsored by Old Logical Bar and Kingfisher Quality Fish and Chips. Uh, you can find both of those in Hull. I'm your host, Nathaniel Witto, and tonight I'm joined by Will and Ant. And uh, sort of a few things to debate this time because we only had the draw, uh, one of our first uh, of the season. Well, that's not actually true. We've had uh, two. So, uh, Will and Ant, how are you feeling? And just let's let's launch straight into it. Five and being, so it's, it's it's well so far, isn't it? Okay. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest, for the most part. Mm-hmm. It, anything else, Will? Just enjoyable? Well, for, the, for the most part, I mean, the reason I didn't enjoy it was nothing to do with any of the players on the pitch. It was somewhere else on the pitch. But apart from that, I thought it was a, a. I think if you were a neutral, it was a positive, a good game to watch. Mm. To be fair. Well, I mean, perhaps we want to start off on a more positive note, but should we just rip the band-aid off? And you showed me your notes um, you wrote in the game. Again, that's like six games in a row. We've had an awful referee. And uh, it was the same one who um, didn't disallow the Nathan Ake goal for Man City. That was clearly offside the other day in the VAR. And then it just seems it seems to me like he, he's, had, he's been punished to move down to be a referee in an EFL game after... Uh, an awful mistake in the Premier League. It just shows that they don't really care about refereeing at this level. The the note in particular, and I will say it in full uncensored glory, is ref. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you know what a yellow card is? Oh, right, write that down. Well, you've got to edit <clears throat> that for West Ham FM. Top top analysis. Top analysis. Really rubbish. I mean, I wasn't at the game, but th- I mean, we couldn't complain about it after the Leicester game because we were glad to you know see out the win, but. They've seems to have changed the uh, long added minutes at the end of the game, especially with the Delap incident and the big fight at the end of the game. There should have been more than three minutes added. So, and how just how annoying is it? Yeah, I mean, I think the most frustrating part of it is that it's inconsistent, isn't it? If you if you if you're going to add, you know, all all this added added time on for <clears throat> stoppages in play and try and you know slam that 
time wasting side out of the game, then you've got to do that in every game. So mm. at the minute, I think it's a bit unclear as to what they're adding time on for, or if they stopped doing what they were doing at the beginning of the season, no one's quite sure. Because um, you're meant to be adding time on for everything. So it's like, you know, goal celebrations and, you know, time spent trying to get the ball for a goal kick and corner and everything like that. So, yeah, the, the amount of added time on is quite bizarre when you when you think about how much potentially in a game that there should be mm. you, you should be looking about seven or eight minutes minimum every match shouldn't you so yeah, yeah it's quite bizarre but like you say the inconsistency of referees i think is the the biggest irk of everybody because you don't mind a ref that has a certain way or a style of doing stuff but as long as it's you know consistent across 90 minutes in every game then you mm. you kind of accept it don't you but it's not the minute yeah i think we've been especially unlucky and and also the refereeing for both teams has been awful in all the games we've had. It's not just been us that's been annoyed. There have been decisions both ways, which are just clearly wrong. And, and the way that it's the way they're managing the games as well. Sometimes you can understand if they've got a difficult 50-50 decision wrong, but how they manage the game, cope with the yellow cards especially, and when they're giving out the yellow cards has been really awful. So, uh, yeah, shame to talk about the refereeing, but... I, I imagine that we're going to be talking about that a, a lot more. And, and it is annoying that they've already not been consistent with the amount of added minutes because there are certain teams that have benefited from that this season. And it, it, because it's not all the way throughout the 46 games, it's going to be unfair for some teams that you know, when it gets later on and they change the rules, it's not consistent. So, uh, yeah, but very negative start. But generally, um, I've written down that it was a game of two halves, first half, not so great against Coventry. Second half, we were the much better team. So, Will, what changed between the two halves for you? Well, simple, simply put, uh, Liam made a change. Obviously, he brought on... And Vinacra didn't have an awful game, but he wasn't playing great either, I don't think. But, um, he made the change and brought on Christie at half-time. And he sort of changed it up front, and Delap was more central as the half wore on. And I think that was what helped, because... Um, Coyle on the le on the left seemed to give Vinagra a little bit more, not Vinagra, Philogene a bit more sort of like partnership. There was a bit of a better partnership mm -hmm. between the two. There was a lot more overlapping between the both of them than there was with Vinagra on the pitch, and I think that helped a lot. Um, it just felt like I think it was held by the fact that as well that like Coventry kind of took the foot off the gas and it allowed us to pressure them a bit more. I mean, I don't know how many shots we had in that second half compared to the first one, but it was definitely um definitely a lot more. Mm. And do you agree with that, that it was a, a poor first half, much better second half? Yeah, I mean, a pattern of our play this season seems to be we start the first half playing far too slow, um, far too static, not enough options off the ball. There's no urgency, no no intensity in the play. And we're kind of playing to the other team's um, hands, really. And, you know, a side like Coventry are a lot more streetwise than us. Um, they tried bullying us, you know, and the ref kind of allowed it for a long period of the, of the game, I think, which is the most frustrating thing is the vast majority of their fouls were, they were breaking up our play. It was all tactical mm -hmm. fouls and they weren't getting punished for it. So as long as they weren't getting booked for it, it'd continue. But that being said, we were just so slow on the ball. And when you do that, the opposition, you know, when they're going to press high and try and force you into mistakes, they're going to gain confidence from the fact that we seem to be out of ideas and not having that movement off the ball that we didn't see him up for it. And, you know, they, they, they get a, a, a goal from a really poor defending on the set piece and then they've got something to hold on to. Mm. And all of a sudden we're behind again in a game where, you know, we've said that so many times this season where we're having to come again from behind. And it, it seems to take us conceding a goal to boot us into action, which is a concerning thing. But like I said, the, ch the changes um, at half time really did change it. We came out a lot more positive and I think we controlled the game 
pretty much from the from the whistle in the second half onwards. And there was only really one team that was going to go on and try and win that game. Um, I think Coventry were happy for the point, especially when mm. obviously we scored. They they didn't really commit again, did they? They, they were happy for the point, whereas we kept pushing. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you look back at it, and Coventry were a side who finished in the top six last season. They're going to be a side once it clicks from this year that will be in and around the top six again. Mm-hmm. Um, so to come away with a point, especially from you know, like again, again a goal behind. I think we've got seven points from losing positions this season, which mm-hmm. maybe we need to change. But you know, it's showing character in the squad, and that we, we we're not going to give up and. We'll play till the last minute. So, yeah, positive, positive end to the game. But you know, we just need to start games that in 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 that fashion. I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're right about the yellow cards because I think there were four or five for Coventry defenders and midfielders in the last ten minutes. By that, by that point, yeah, they'd, they'd made the they'd made yellow card within the eightieth minute. Yeah, they mm. made ten fouls by half time and they finished the game with about twenty three. Um, I don't think I've ever seen so many fouls <laughs> committed in one game. And when they got their first yellow card, pretty much the entire East stand around me cheered like a goal. It was it was bizarre. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was one of those games where the fans were perplexed as to how they were getting away with what they were doing. And I think the Cov players were probably like, I don't know what this rest is doing, but we'll just keep doing it, lads. How did uh, Binks stay on the pitch after yeah. uh, elbowing the lap in the back of the head? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was all over and then the did, back of it. And then didn't get Connolly and Rosini get booked from that? I think yeah. Conley got Conley got booked from that. I don't know if he'd said something or if he'd just mistaken identity because he similar height to Slater and Slater, Slater body makes it to another level. Um, it's the sort of thing Connolly would do, isn't it? Yeah. Um and then Rosini got booked for essentially moaning about his own player getting smacked in the back of the head. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, and the referee the referee's running past it. He actually he, he runs past it and then he looks back once he's yeah. run past it, seeing the lap on the underneath things. Yeah, ridiculous. But I think like, it's, it's, it's occasions like that. Is what what are the linesmen and the fourth officials for? Because you've got nothing. one linesman on on one side of the pitch. It's going to be looking down the line to see if obviously the Coventry attack is offside or you know whatnot. But the other linesman, all he has to do is look at the player behind him. He should have seen it. And the fourth official should have seen it. So I, I'm oh, imagining yeah. that Connolly or uh, Rosini have probably got booked for asking why there's not a, you know, a card beyond the yellow there because you I mean, get booked for that this season, don't you? I remember Madison yesterday for Tottenham got booked for doing this pretty much. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe because he's a Premier League ref, he thought he was expecting VAR to come in his ear and tell him what was wrong as well. <laughs> maybe. I think, I, think yeah. the, I think the actual decision that I think summed it up perfectly was I think it, it was in the... At the start of the second half, there was a point where he we... He pulled it back for a Coventry offside, but it was in their half. Mm. Hmm. How does that work? You can't be offside in your own half. Yeah. It's bizarre that a referee's punishment is to be sent to manager. Why do we have to suffer for it? Yeah. Refereeing another another game that is actually also extremely important. Uh, if you know they're going to believe in that, but yeah, I, I, as I said at, at the beginning, it seems like they don't really care. I think also something to remember that only very few referees, like last year, we had can't remember what his name was, but a referee that is part time. Like I'm not even sure that a lot of referees in this country that genuinely see this as like their top priority. And with all the abuse they get, I can imagine that. But mm. yeah. Not going to care about an EFL game, especially if they're, you know, support Premier League club perhaps as well. Um, you know, the integrity we see the amount of uh, 
you know, what Matt Dean, not Matt Dean, uh, Dean, what, what's Mike the referee? Dean. Is? Mike Dean. Yeah, exactly. Nothing against Matt Dean um, of Humberside. Um, yeah, like what he was saying, about he doesn't want to put his mates under pressure a few, few weeks ago with, you know, telling him to go to the VAR. Utterly absurd. But um, yeah, one positive to take out. Um, Aaron Connolly, 6 and 11 uh, goals, uh, 11 matches as well uh, for Hull City since we signed him in January. Great record. Well, it could be eight. He he missed one decent chance. Yeah, he could have scored against Bristol, could have scored um, against Coventry. But, you know, Strikers not always going to score every chance. The XG, I know, well hates this, but he's beating his XG. So I think the fact that, you know, because the goal against Coventry backwards header was so lovely and, you know, important at that uh, time to equalise, that's what you want from a striker. I know you missed some against Bristol and early against Coventry, but then, you know, if you're a striker, you just need to focus on getting the next one and four, despite, you know, missing some chances. You wouldn't necessarily expect him... Rosini said in his interview, didn't he? That yeah, he was, he, was Ill. Ill. he was ill. He was asking mm. to come off, and Rosini would have said, No, I want to just stay on because we he need to spew up after the game, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So he was throwing up after the game. So we've got a player there who was happy to play and, and when he came, whilst I... ill. Mm. Yeah, and then, and then after that, he came and did the player interview, in the, he came and did the player interview in the press room as well, even though he was ill. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly the sort of commitment to the cause you want and a bit of quality. Uh, Liam Smith, yeah, he was sick, but and he was sick on the pitch as well with that lovely header. Um, you know, <laughs> to use some some hip lingo there, um, you know, we're very modern podcast got to attract the young listeners. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about writing in my next blog about is Aaron Connolly, you know, City's next great striker because he's you know he's scoring goals. He's also his link up play is much better than Oscar Estepinian. So so far with the striker options, looking very positive. So. Just how many goals I mean, could he get this season? I mean, you could have said that at the start of last season for Oscar and he's no longer at the club. Mm. Yeah, but I think even when Oscar was scoring, he was sort of scoring tap-ins, whereas Connolly's finishes have been much more... I think the exciting thing is, is it's not even just Con- it's not even just Connolly. We finally now got a, a situation where we could have multiple players looking at getting 10-plus. You know, two fans already on four. Connolly's already on four. The lap will probably get ten plus on the way he's going. Um, you know, you've got you've got players here who are exciting, and we've now got creativity in behind them. You look at Philogene and how exciting he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Twine, when it finally clicks for him, he'll be a good player. And then you've got the Kilo who comes on and looks positive. Vinagra and Christie who are attacking fullbacks and will create chances. You know, you've got goals mm-hmm. galore in this team, which is something we struggled with last season. So we might have sacrificed a bit of that defensive solidity but we've scored every game this season mm-hmm. so if, you know I'd, I'd take that if you score every game you're at least going to get a well a point unless you can obviously concede more which is yeah. basic football Michael Owen quote well, there our but... defence isn't <laughs> quite that bad that perhaps if we do score we're, we're, we are likely to get a point with the amount of attacking players and or, you know the amount of good defending uh, players we have as well um, I want to focus on the performances of a few individuals um, mentioned a few there uh, of course talking about the amount of fouls we got and uh, with Delap holding the ball up and Philogene and Twine, these sort of skillful players, Twine will be under you know a lot of scrutiny for his free kicks. He had a few poor ones against Coventry, well, but is it I just mean, a case of when he gets his first one, that could be really good because if we do have some of the most fouled players, uh, he'll be an asset eventually when he does score, right? I would hope so because currently most of his free kicks resemble try conversions rather than actual shots at goal. 
Mm. Yes. Well, the rugby season was almost done, right? So he'll he'll be, you know, perhaps well, when, when the rugby's the, finished. He was the focal point of the attack because I think he had more shots than anyone else on the pitch. He had quite a few. Mm. Yeah, and and you want your players to be getting to those positions because then you will score if he keeps getting to the positions. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, and he's a quality player, you know, he's still not had that many games in our system and in the championships. I'm sure he'll come good, but I think because I, I know Ant, you said, take him off free kicks. And then we did, I think the kilo had one, but uh, really except Ward Prowse, uh, I don't think we'd rather have anyone taking free kicks in the whole it's league. Not, it's not taking him off free kicks indefinitely. It was just in that mm. game, I think he was overthinking them. Um, yeah. You know, he'd had, he had had two or three and all three of them were absolutely dire. Mm. Um, and the one that Lakila took looked like it was going in, um, you know, if it didn't hit the wall. So it's it's one of those where I think sometimes when you have a couple of bad ones, it gets in your head, doesn't it? And I think he's trying too hard to, to impress at the minute. I think that's his problem because he... he his performance wasn't as bad as people were making out online, um, but I, I do think he struggled um, with the physicality that Coventry gave. Like we say, he had a lot of shots, but a lot of them were pot shots from range. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the one, the one. Was it him that had the chance when he was put through by Christie? Um, yeah, you know, a good chance straight to the keeper. So you know, he's he's gonna. I think it's it, when you when you're a player who's brought in to score goals and, and create goals. When you're not doing that, you get in your head, don't you? It's all confidence with attacking players. So. I think, like you say, once he gets his first one, he'll be up and running. He'll be class. But uh, um, I definitely keep playing him and putting back on free kicks for the next game, at least because he, he, like we say, he's obviously going to be our best set piece taker. It's just the whole city cares of when we bring players in, mm. they just seem to. It just goes out the window, doesn't it? Especially with corners. The corners at the minute are just dire, aren't they? I don't, we don't even look like we're going to score one. Mm. Well, I mean, I suppose the goal did come from the second bit on the corner. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's it's like he's obviously trying to mix it up as well with the short corners and that. And I'm, I just, it, I, when you play a short corner, there's the whole the atmosphere just dies. It's like, oh, you've got an opportunity to stick it in the box to so just do it. Why are we messing about? But it, we, 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 even when we do just stick it in the box, it, it goes nowhere near. So I don't know. How do you fix it? I'm going to uh, look in this book, How to Watch Football for the uh, Corners. Um, let's see, you go. Chapter chapter 12, Short Corners are actually good. And this is from oh, you're not going to read the entire stuff. section of that TIFO book, are you? Well, no, the, the sections, the chapters are just two pages each. I won't read the whole thing. But generally... I don't mind us having a variation of both. The problem is, at the moment... The neither of them are. Neither of them are effective, yeah. I think 1% of uh, corners or 3% of corners result in a shot or a goal, whereas 9% of short corners result in a shot on goal. So statistically, perhaps not for City, but maybe we've not got the players to do that. I was going to say, I, I think you'd be hard found to find a clip of us scoring a short corner in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the goal we scored was sort of, uh, you know, second phase. that cross, second but phase. not exactly um, from on that, though, um You've mentioned players so far. You haven't mentioned the second Tyler Martin. Well, mm. yes, he, he is uh, next on my list. Um, again, playing without shin pads, a bit risky. I, I think, you know... That's really true, I think. Yeah, sure, surely the sort of freedom and weightlessness you get from not having shin pads is not worth the fact someone could kick you in the shin and end your career. So I, I, I'm personally not for it. I mean, um, it went last night because he got an assist. 
Yeah. Well, it did work. It was a lovely cross too. And, and he had a very good... when he came on. That was the point. When he came on, that was the point where the pressure completely went to City's way. I think. Mm -hmm. Like in the second half, they had a couple of chances early on in the second half, and then when Seri went off on the hour mark for Morton, from that point on, I don't think Coventry had another shot, at least mm -hmm. on target, definitely. So I know we do love Regan Slater, but uh, would we? I mean, perhaps he's not fit enough. He's just had that was the, uh, that half an hour was the only sort of minutes he's had this preseason and and the season. But when he's fit after that sort of short display, do we think he really would be? in above Slater, perhaps? I think times? the problem is with Slater this season, and I was saying this to my uncle I went to the game with after the match, is mm -hmm. Slater's unfortunately a victim of the system this season because last season we, we played him higher up the pitch and he made late runs into the box. Um, we played him sometimes off the left. Um, you know, So he'd get into the box and he scored goals. But this season we played him a lot deeper. He's having to sit alongside Seri to make sure for the obviously the extra striker that we put up top. Um, so we're not seeing those trademarks later runs into the box and those goals, or you know, he's, he's not getting the the attacking contributions that he wants. But you get you get that work rate from him, that that sort of industrious um, no nonsense approach to defending that that he gives you, box to box high energy. So he's perfect to put alongside Seri. Um, it's just like you say, you just miss his attacking threat, don't you? Which obviously we we saw last last season from him, but. I don't know if you can play Morton and Seri in the same team because I think it's a case of like mm -hmm. what we had with Ryan Woods and Seri where, you know, Morton's a lot taller and a lot more physical, I think, but they're both similar players in terms of they want to drop deep, get possession and be that link rather than the one that pushes forward. So it's it is, it's hard to pit, put Morton in, but I think you'd put Morton in above Seri, I think, if you wanted mm -hmm. to have a more physical game because I think he offers you a bit more in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, um, be a bit more physical in the defensive sense, whereas Seri's more of a control-the-game kind of guy. Isn't he? But it, it, this is the thing. We, we've got such an abundance of options this year that we didn't have last year. So all these are really good headaches to have. Um, but you're just, you know, you're glad you're not resigning. You're trying to fit these players in. Yeah, OK. Oh, well, that's Tyler Morton. Do we want to get on to perhaps the most exciting debutante uh, at the game? Jaden Philogene, £5 million signing from Aston Villa and uh, no goals or assists, but uh, set up Morton for the assist and uh, showed a, lots of uh, tricks and quality on the pitch. So, Will, what did you think of his uh, debut? I thought he was very exciting, as you say. He was a very tidy player. He was mm -hmm. a little greedy at times, I would say, but um, he clearly has ability out wide that we've not seen for a little bit, the way he plays. So it'll be nice to have a bit more sort of unpredictability going forward with him in front. Mm-hmm. And thoughts? Yeah, no, he's really exciting, isn't he? I think he's the kind of winger that every side wants in their team. He's direct, he's tricky, he goes either way. Um, he's the kind of player that gives defenders nightmares because they don't know which way he's going to go or what he's going to do. And you need that kind of unpredictability in your team because then, it, you know, if, if for example, Coyle makes the overlap on his side, but then there's Twine on his inside, the defenders don't know where to commit because they don't know what he's going to do. He's either going to run at them, take them on, get in the box, or pass it to one of those two. So, you have them second-guessing themselves. And that's the kind of player you need in your team because he's going to win you so many fouls, so many penalties. He will create goals. He'll score goals. Um, and he's, he's he's really direct. You know, he puts us on the front foot. So if we're wanting to play a, you know, a more aggressive attacking front foot kind of system, he's perfect for that. Um, and like I say, it's, it's good that he's a completely different kind of winger to the ones we've already got because it means we've got variation, we've got flexibility. 
because um, I thought the kilo came on and made a really good impact too. Mm. So you've got you know you've got plenty of options now in these wing areas and 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 slash number ten slash striker where we're playing all these players at the minute and you're only going to get you know against the likes of Connolly, Tufan and Delap, you know, sort of thriving off these players that we've got in behind now. It's um I think Wednesday night's gonna be an exciting one because there's so many uh, so much attacking talent on both both teams that it's got the potential to be a four all so it'll obviously be a nil nil. Um but it's you know there's this it's gonna be a really interesting game I think hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And and he's a proper winger as well. We'll mm. give you width because Twine is really and tech midfield. And was Twine at times actually playing in the middle with Delap out wide? Yeah, he played it. I think he slotted in the number 10 most of the game, mm. didn't he? he did the two fan Which Twine was sort of the Ozan replacement pretty much. Yeah, so I think Philogene on one wing, because when we had Triore and Twine on either wing, that doesn't really work, because I think you need... Triore is not a wide No. And neither is Twine. Neither is Twine, but Philogene certainly is. So, um, of course, uh, same with Twine, uh, you know, him and uh, Philogene, and of course, Delap as well, young players. Um, but, I mean, with uh, Philogene's debut and Delap's two goals so far, they've started well, but, you know, it is quite exciting how many exciting young attacking players in McConnell is only 23, 24. So I think the future is very bright and hopefully they mould together as a team uh, later on into the season. But uh, talking about wingers, um, I thought it is relevant because he did play against Leeds today and that is our next opponent. Just I think, I want to mention my favourite player, Ryan Longman. I, I promise I won't be doing this every week, but he was actually Moore's best player against wow. Leeds. And uh, this is an interesting tactical question. Uh, should we go a bit more direct or more defensive like it, we did against Leicester um, against Leeds? Because, um, well, mind you, it didn't exactly work for Moore or their direct side, but... Uh, I was talking to a Leeds fan saying that they struggle against a low block and we were able to frustrate Leicester and win a sort of scrappy game. So what's the best way, do you think, about playing Leeds on Wednesday? Um, play how Don't Racine wants us to play. Yeah, yeah. So you just think it's important it's to game. keep that consistency? It's a, it's a home game, so I don't want us to be defensive. Because mm. they're asking for... Negativity. You're going to get the crowd on your on your back. Yeah. You're going to be. You've got to play how we've been playing because otherwise you'll never improve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, we've seen it will back us to be better than Leeds are at keeping the ball because that's their system as well. Leeds Leeds's weakness is their defence. Mm-hmm. They're relying heavily on yeah, just their having their attack is by far the most. Yeah, they're, they're relying on their they want to score more goals than you. I mean, they've had two clean sheets in a row for the first time in God knows how long. 
Um, but it's it's because you know the, the attacking talent they've got at the minute are, are pressing teams into a position where they're um, you know forcing errors and forcing them to go long. Um, and you, and teams were I mean Millwall went with a, a, a five three two against Leeds, which I don't think was the way to go because. They had far too many players in the own box. I, don't know, I think I saw the Millwall podcast tweet about saying how confusing it was the system they were playing because they weren't going at Leeds. They were playing straight into their hands and letting you know Leeds come after them wave after wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to target those wide areas and the spaces that when Leeds commit forwards and they leave a lot of space, we've got to be able to exploit that. In saying that, it's a worry that if we start the same way we did against Coventry, we again play into Leeds' hands because they're a team that are going to you know they've got a lot of pace in their attack, um, and and if we if we're too slow with the ball at the back, they will press us into corners and and force errors. Um, and obviously, if you get the tails up um, at the beginning of the game, it, it, you know you could give them the impetus. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's important we start strong. I think you have to just go straight for them, um, and it needs to be fast. It needs to be intense straight from the off. Um, we can't start like we did against Coventry for me, or, or we, it could be a problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, Danny, uh, Leeds fans commented if we come with a, a low block on Wednesday, then Leeds will struggle. But to get a bit more insight onto the Leeds United aspect of things, here is Joe Wayneman of the Just Joe podcast and also the White uh, is it White Rose Rivals podcast that Joe yes, uh, yes, Tom yes, goes yes. on every week. Yes. So Joe, yeah. good evening. Uh, I am on time, aren't I, lads? I'm on time, right. aren't I? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You'd already started. I didn't realise, but yeah, half seven for me to come in and chat about Leeds. I guess. It now, I was worried. Then. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, uh... <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, I'm ecstatic because obviously today was game day for us, and uh, yeah, we won the game 3 0. Uh, we never do well uh, at Millwall, long time since we won down there. We don't do well in London, I don't know how it is for you folks, but whenever we go down south, we always do piss poor. I think uh, we lost the last seven games in the capital. So that's his first game down there this season. And uh, we won 3-0 at Canter. So that's that monkey mm. off the back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, Danny. <laughs> it's not my show, you see. So I don't have to be early. Um, uh, late, sorry. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm all over the <laughs> shop, as you can see. We won a game 3-0. It was really, really good. So, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, generally, on Wednesday night, it should be a good game between two good attacking teams. How do you see it going? Yeah, um, do you know what? I'm excited to play Hull City. And the reason I said not not taking anything away from Hull, because I think they're a very good side. I really like what Liam Rossini is doing. But we've already seen with Ipswich, it helps Leeds United if teams are going to come play football. I think mm. we struggle to break down low block sides. We struggled against Chef Wednesday. I mean, if we're being honest, probably one of the worst teams in the division. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, you battered him, didn't you? Was it 4-1, four, 4-2? Four 4-2. One, four two. Four two. Somehow we conceded two goals to him. Yeah, yeah, I know. They went one up as well, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I think the fact that we that we struggled against them shows that if you're going to play a low block against us, we might struggle to 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 find the spaces that Ant was just touching on there. But I think if Hull come and play us, I would back us in a straight shootout, you know, in a basketball match, end-to-end, I would back Leeds United, hmm. not from a from an ego standpoint, just because I think we have a better quality of players having just dropped out of the Premier League. You know, we've got internationals in there, etc. I know you'll hmm. have a few as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the game, though. I think it's going to be good, for sure. It's going to be a good football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you're on the uh, White Rose Rivals uh, podcast where you get all the Yorkshire podcast, or Yorkshire team podcast to come on. 
Um, I think there's always a bit of debate when Hull play Leeds of whether it's actually a derby or if it's yeah. just a rivalry or what is it? So, Will, you don't think so. Joe, what are your thoughts on this? Because I mean, yeah, he's riding a Yorkshire, right? A Yorkshire, right? Yeah, like... Well, yes, but there are Yorkshire derbies, but sometimes people say that Hull Leeds is the biggest match for The context is important. It's a Yorkshire derby, but Leeds don't see us as much as a rival as what some of our fans do then. I agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. It's not a rival, but it's a derby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with that. Because, like, for example, like, we're not asked about Huddersfield, but they seem... They're massively asked about Leeds United. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I guess... Yeah, I, I hear you. But then again, it's like the mad thing is, isn't it? Like our, our biggest rivals for us anyway is Manchester United. Yeah. And they're in Lancashire or Chelsea and they're down south. Do you know what I mean? We can't stand Chelsea. It dates back to our issue Chelsea. is our actual rivals, our local rivals, are all rubbish. Scumfall and yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so we Garbage. haven't really have like anyone close yeah. but Leeds are like the closest team we play on the regular. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think the mad thing is because I live in the northeast now. I'm originally from Halifax, West Yorkshire, but I, I moved up to the northeast about ten years ago, and I, I lived in Middlesbrough for a little while. And they hated us, and I genuinely didn't know there was a hatred there. Now, obviously, they used to be North Yorkshire, right? So when I do the White Rose Rivals, everyone always says, "Why aren't Middlesbrough in it? Why aren't Middlesbrough in it?" But it's mad in it geography and that. I just know for me growing up, Huller in Yorkshire, therefore mm. it's a Yorkshire derby. That's enough. Yeah, I, I agree with Middlesbrough because every time I, I realise Middlesbrough's in Yorkshire, I think that's so weird because yeah, yeah. in yeah. football, when they're playing Sunderland or Newcastle, that's the it's big game. Yeah, it's exactly. not Middlesbrough Hull. No one really no, no. cares about no. that. So I no. agree they shouldn't be in it, even if they're, <laughs> even if by default they should be. It just doesn't seem <laughs> right to me. Um, so, Joe, on this podcast, um, well, certainly I do. I don't know about everyone else, but we like to do a combined lineup that I've made between the Hull and Leeds players. And you were talking about um, this one is probably the most controversial because I've put a player in or two players in the same position because... I we can don't tell know you if... already, Joe's not going to like this one. Well, we don't know I if... Can't, uh... I can't lie. You've been very, very favourable there, man. I can't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. So, uh, for That's audio listeners, me. I will read it out. So, we've got Melier in goal, Sam Byram, Stroik, Jones and yeah. Coyle, Seri and Ampadu, Connolly on one wing, Philogene on the other, and up front, we've got Pirot, and then we've got Rutter and Tufan. I do this on, based on availability. We don't know if Tufan's well, going to going to play if there's Rutter, then. If Tufan was fit with four goals, perhaps he would be in. But I think Rutter scored a very nice goal against Millwall today. So, thoughts on this? Because it's kind of um, even. Yeah, I'd, I'm without. <laughs> I'd give you Louis Coyle just because he used to play for Leeds, and that's about it. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to put. Into him, Joe, we do. I don't like Luke Ayling. I couldn't. I couldn't dare put him in. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So um, what, what, that's why Spence might be fit though. Spence might be fit mm. for Wednesday. So Jed Spence obviously gets in most championship sides. I think he improves as massively. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you Louis Coyle. Um, maybe Seri as well because look, I'm, uh, sorry, Gray's only seventeen. Um, but don't get me wrong, like that that kid's gonna have an amazing mm. uh, start. But I think the most like for me, the most exciting area is is the front four for Leeds United. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got. Somerville, you've got Nonto, uh, Dan James even off the bench today, Jaden Anthony off the bench. The squad's just looking so much stronger. I am. It's going to be interesting to see if he switches it up actually Wednesday because you know we bought Kamara and Gruyev as well. They came on and got minutes today, so 
But yeah, um, I'd, I'd I'd put in Joe Road on over Jones as well, just because he's a he's an mm. international. Yeah, fair enough. What I do because I do it in my blog, so I want to see how it progresses over the season. I sort of do it on form as well, uh, rather than like Jed Spence, obviously yeah, a very good player, but he's not yeah. really. He's not started this season, so I think Kyle's no, no. got to be in, or, or Luke Ayling, it would have been. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting question. Hull versus Leeds playoff final this season. That'd be no. a very good game. No, it's going to be Hull versus Leeds automatics, just to be... Oh, Hull and Leeds. No, that, that would be good. I'd take that, Will. First I don't want the playoffs. I hate the... Like, if you... If I, if I could choose with winning the league or guaranteeing winning in the playoff final, I would take the playoff final yeah. over winning the oh, league. Absolutely, every time. Wild. Yeah, but I just would rather get second than be in a playoff final because you might lose it, and that's just horrible, isn't it? The so, stress. The it, stress yes. of getting that... Yeah, Leeds don't have the greatest playoff record either. No, we don't. No, no, we've we done do. fairly well recently, haven't we? Yeah, we've done all right in playoffs, so we don't mind. Them no for us, then. You can, you can, you can have that, lad. <laughs> it's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. A few things. Marcus and Danny are saying that Jed Spence is out again, injured. Oh, I must admit, I, I did have to shoot straight off after the game. I know he was a major doubt for this game, unless Daniel Farker, after the game, has yeah. said he's also going to miss Wednesday, then he, they'll know more than me because they'll have heard it. So, yeah. Mm. And then also Harry Warding is complaining that Greaves wasn't in the team. I think, you know, Jones has got an assist this season and, and uh, I saw a lot of praise for him against Coventry, so that's why Greaves isn't in there. It can't be in every week. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he I mean... Well, you, you've you got be. more stick on this episode. It's your choice. Yeah, I think Sami's been in every week. Uh, and then maybe even Coyle's been in since um, perhaps even the first match or the second match. So uh, he's done quite well. And of course, him and Dan James both kind of similar, uh, you know, opposite teams, academies. Uh, so both, both of them will be looking forward to the game, especially. Uh, is there anything else? Did you Dan want James to come through the your academy? Did you say? Yeah, he, he came from us to Swansea. Yeah, he's oh, from I Beverly. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, right, from... okay. Yeah, I know his dad. Know. His dad was a Leeds fan. His dad yeah. passed away. I think it's okay. a different situation to the Liam Cooper one because Cooper came through us as well. Um, right. Was, was many pictures of him wearing City shirts growing up. Was clearly a City fan. And now I went to Leeds and was like, I've been a Leeds fan all my life. He was also, <laughs> he was also clearly English as well. And yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always been a Leeds fan. <laughs> is there anything else we want to mention about the whole Leeds game, or shall we go on to our predictions? Because none uh, of us got the commentary one, right? I know if, if Joe's worried about the potential um, pairing up of Philogene versus Luke Ayling. Because I feel like yeah. it, that that was the best debut I think I've seen from a City player in a long time against Coventry. Okay. He looks phenomenal. And I think yeah. that the pace, um, especially in, in the, the trickery to go either side, it might might have Ayling sort of a, like a deer on roller skates kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Luke Ayling's legs have gone. There's no hiding the fact um, he is a bit all over the shop at times. Um, Leeds fans have a... I think you get, for me personally, because I love him, you see. So, so it's hard for me to to. We all have them players, right? That you just you're in. You won't have a bad word said, right? From time to time. Yeah. Now he gets battered for being for making an error, but then he don't get the credit when he's laying on an assist or whatever, or he's scoring the goal. <laughs> um, get so off yeah. The screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So I think we've we've. 
Bill, he probably will have a hard time. But I think Daniel, yes, he's out of position, but I say this to everyone. He's asked to play up there. He's almost playing right wing under Daniel Farker. Do you know what I mean? And he has Byram inverting on the other side. So, mm. um, and playing more narrow. So it's it's a request from Farker. He's not purposely stood massively out of position because otherwise. He's got to be supported by his winger, hasn't he? Yeah. And also, what happens is Archie Gray drops in as well behind him when he pushes forward. So it's on all of the right side. But yeah, look, Luke Kaling will be in for a tough time. Sariki Dembele twisted him inside and mm. out uh, against Cardiff. Think, so, yeah. The extra two days respite actually help us as well quite a bit. 100%. Rob yeah. is just yeah. asked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, do you want to explain what Farker was saying about the uh, minutes rest or uh, days rest? Because he was sort of talking about that in the uh, press conference that he wasn't happy that we've got an extra two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the uh, the pre-match presser, I've not seen the one after, but he did mention it. But if we're being honest, the schedule, it ain't great, is it? Like, you play Friday, we but play But you play Sunday, Sunday Wednesday, Saturday, don't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which... It's, and it's not. It's kind of out of our hands because it was the rugby was the reason it was changed. Cause we, we share a ground right. rugby team, there's going to be clashes. And um, yeah. like, like Rosinia said in our post-match press conferences, there'll be a bit later in the season where we have to play... Yeah. Two days less rest than someone else, probably. It always evens the, out in places. At the end of the day, like, I don't, without, because I, I remember saying it at the time, without going all Jurgen Klopp on everyone, you know, because he's always whinging at it in the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. But they're professional footballers, man. Yeah. yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. Mm. And I think the season's, you know, so long with 46 games, maybe 49, if you get to the player final, that hopefully it would even out over the course of the year and that if you're good yeah. enough, if you deserve promotion yeah. or to stay up or whatever it is, really is just up to you. These things are annoying, but, you know, well, maybe they can boys, use that if as you motivation. Can hear, sorry, if you can hear a little grumbling, I'm, I'm my dog's snoring, okay? I don't know <laughs> if you can pick it up, that's all. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I don't well, know. Harry's thinking that Philogene is going to tear Ailing a new one, and Danny said that maybe is it Shaq's? Is that Shackleton? Jamie Shackleton? Yeah, Jamie Shackleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right back. So, um, um, I can't see that. I think Luke Ailing will, will, will keep his spot just because he's played every single minute. Ideally, yeah, he could do with the rest, but he's the captain as well at the minute. So, I don't see yeah. him. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine, Luke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I agree with you that the sort of basketball, perhaps, you know, aspect. Pirot and Rutter uh, back off, you know, two great goals or two yeah. great goals for Pirot and then one for Rutter against yeah. Millwall. And, um, you know, maybe the fact that they've had that game more recently will mean that they're in better form. Of course, we just drew. So perhaps, you know, they're not quite as sharp, perhaps. But uh, yeah. and then with Delap and Philogene, Connolly, these sort of players, it will be an exciting attacking game. So I think yeah. we've come to our predictions. Uh, all of us predicted at the podcast we'd beat Coventry. So no points for us in our little no. league table. Um, Will, uh, I, I I don't think you're going to be proven right this time, but uh, do you want no, to just do the prediction first? I've got to do it until we do it. So, yeah, anyway, Hulsa to you winning 3-0. Um, <laughs> he says okay. this every week, Joe. It's joke that's gone too far. And until we win 3-0, I'm going to keep predicting 3-0. Hasn't it gone on since we beat QPR 3-0? And that was yeah. like February. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Too long. Uh, Real, uh, my actual feelings, I think it'll be a score draw, but I'm predicting 3-0 because I have to. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And thoughts? See, I hate this game because I've got 
my in-laws are Leeds fans. And <laughs> you work with so many Leeds fans. There's there's a lot on the line for me in this game. And if we lose, <laughs> then then I'll have to go into hiding for two or three weeks. Um, but I just it, I, what worries me is that when I was watching the Leeds game today, is the spaces they find out wide and in sort of that number ten area. Um, really worries me because that's been our weak point, I think. Um, the, the, the the area of the box just on the outside where the midfield should be protecting. I feel like it's it's far too easy for teams to do a little link-up players and getting behind from that sense. And, and to, to look at the pace that Leeds have got and getting behind it, that really worries me. But saying that, Leeds' weakness is the defence and we've got ample attacking talent that have scored plenty of goals so far and we've scored every game this season. So, you know, in theory, it could be like a 3 all 4 all, but yeah. it'll probably be a nil-nil, won't it, without any chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go for um, a nice safe bet. I'm going to say one all. Yeah, that's nice. reasonable. Uh, the two Leeds fans in the comments are saying 2-1 Leeds. Wally Deft says 3-1 Leeds. And then Harry saying 2-2. 2-2 uh, the common score at the, our stadium in a whole Leeds game yeah. in recent It years. is. Yeah, I, mean, goals, the, isn't there? Mm, um, I think that was the last time we scored against Leeds at home was 2-2. Yeah. I think for me, I, I don't... Mm, we've had two clean sheets on the bounce. Can we go and get because we hadn't had one since February for uh well we were we were pretty porous, so the defence has improved. Um mm. well, we scored every game and it has to end eventually. Oh, you have scored every game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um I'll go to one Leeds United. I just think a bit like the Ipswich game, it probably is gonna be end to end. And yeah. you know, I think I think we'll our attacking uh, prowess will will better your attacking prowess, and that's not me saying yours is poor. I just think we'll be. I mean, we've got Joel Pirro, haven't yeah. we? And he's scored what three yeah. and three. He's a finisher. So. Great player. Yeah. yeah. Really Jono Webb says three 0 City as well, like you will. Um, well, I predicted. Yeah, well, you might mean it. yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, I predicted it'd be a two-one win against Coventry. So, and that was 1 1. So, I'm going to say it's 1 1 against Leeds in the hope that I'm wrong and it's a 2 1 win to Hull. That's what I'm going to go for. Um, I did have a stat I was going to read out at the start, but I'll just ask um, Joe, I'm going to ask you not to answer it if you know it, and maybe you can answer it at the end because I feel like you're more likely to know um, than. This two, memory but, um, is not good, mate. It's like a goldfish. <laughs> I won't know. <laughs> well, um, the clues are that we've mentioned them both in the podcast, but uh, oh, of course we have. But um, uh, Will or Ant or anyone in the comments, can you tell me uh, who the two players in the whole City squad that have actually scored against Leeds in their career are? Who they are? We have mentioned both of them. One of them was last year and one of them was 2018. So, uh, you know, I thought I'd do some research on this. Uh, one of them is very difficult to guess because of, I mean, it is true. Did we play last year? Philogene. Phil, 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 yes, Jaden Philogene scored or against Leeds. Any in, team. Yes, yeah. in their career. Okay, it's 2-2 okay. Leeds Cardiff in the FA Cup last year. And then the other player is out on loan currently who has scored against Leeds. Place for there. Very close, Will. Very close with the name. Ryan Not to Ryan Longman, but Ryan Woods. He scored in a 3-1 win against Leeds for Brentford in 2018. Oh, so I just thought, one. yeah, <laughs> Harry Roarding's gone there, Bowen and Wilkes. But, I mean, of course, they are the last two players to score against Leeds. But 
they're currently uh, elsewhere. But uh, what's yeah, it's happened been a... to Ryan Woods? Then he was a player. I, he was a decent player. I don't well, think he fits and... into the way we play football. He's still a decent player, but I don't, he just doesn't fit the way Liam yeah. wants us to play. And you were mentioning how him and Siri didn't really work because they're two similar players. Yeah, that's what he, you were mentioning. He's a, Ryan Woods is one of those where he's a sits deep and dictates play, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. And we already had that with Seri, and, and Seri's a far better player at doing that. So f- f- when you try to play them both together, you do. You know, we didn't have anything yeah. going forwards because there was no midfielders making those runs. So, yeah, and it, it never worked. And obviously, he'd rather play Seri above Wood. So, yeah. unfortunately, for his time at City, he just didn't fit into the squad, did he? So, mm. fair, fair. Yeah. Liam Smith in the comments said, um, a repeat of the four-all draw we had against... Um, Oh, my Swansea, you were playing in white, but not Leeds. We lost 4-0 to, to Leeds last time we played in the league, I think. So uh, League Cup, we beat them. The last time we beat played, them in we the League Yeah. Yes, OK. Yeah. Was it League One? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Joe, thanks very much for coming on. Thank uh, you where for can, having me. Where can people find all your stuff? Yeah, just the just your football show. Uh Listen, heavily lead stuff, so you're probably not going to like it. But uh, <laughs> I, I do have the White Rose Rivals, which is a Yorkshire-based chat that we have once a week. Ant's been on before. Uh, it was great to have him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if you fancy some Yorkshire chat, then then come on and, and join us. Uh, Thursday yeah. is normally at 6 o'clock, it is. Yeah, it's worth following just for that, if there's AC yeah. fans watching. Because I watch it now, um, and, and it's a laugh. Because, obviously, you've got all the other podcasts on from the other teams. And it's if, if City haven't played... I mean, it's been all right for us, because we haven't lost in a while. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's especially good to laugh at Wednesday. Actually, there's, oh, yeah. the, the episode, I implore you all to go watch it. The em- episode after you beat Chef Wednesday 4-2. Yes, I've seen that. I, yeah, I did like a little edit because the, the Chef Wednesday fan Asher was saying it was going to be an easy game. Um, so I mocked it up. It was for us. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's really enjoyable. Go watch it because we've got him saying, oh, easy, easy, and then you score four. So, yeah. It's <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thanks to everyone who's done lots of comments of the school predictions and giving me more abuse for the combined lineup. So thanks for joining me again, Will and Ant, and then everyone who's commented and liked. We'll see you again next week after hopefully a win in the Yorkshire Derby. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.